Productions. Algar Productions. to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 234, covering Extreme Measures and the Dogs of War, with Mark Bosco. Friends, we're really, really close to the end now. This is the penultimate episode. It is. Ooh, good good use of penultimate. Right? Five points to Gryffindor. Fucking Gryffindor. Are you? uh, What are you? I'm definitely not Gryffindor. I don't know what I am, but I'm probably fucking Hufflepuff. Probably, Bob. What? Are, what about you? Bob's here. What? What? Which house are you? Do you know? Uh, I don't. You know, I don't know. I, I, I like to think that I'm Gryffindor, but you know, everybody likes to think they're Gryffindor. No, everybody I like to think I'm Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's what's the what's the fourth one? The the one Ravenclaw. Just, Ravenclaw, the one that nobody is. Yeah. No, that's I don't probably what I am. They're the smart ones. <laughs> Harry Potter nerds, please do not correct me. I don't actually care. My wife's not here, so it's okay. Yeah, I know, but I can see Brian already like typing a tweet. <laughs> and we haven't I haven't even edited or posted the show yet, but he's already doing it somehow. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say before we get started, I'm so honored to be here on the penultimate episode, and I want I want to congratulate you guys on two hundred and thirty-four episodes. It's just really amazing, and I, I'll be really sad to hear Pa end next week. Yeah, it's gonna be really <laughs> sad when we're done. Uh, with the show, uh, yep. no, no, we have we have a supplemental after that. Oh, yeah. okay. All so right. two more, two, two more. All right. Yeah, no. but this will be your last appearance on the show, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're going down with this ship. Thank mister. you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to uh, need to get new friends as we move into Voyage. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, one one quick bit of uh, of, of housekeeping. Uh, as, as speaking to that, um, <laughs> Irish Gav unfortunately will not be joining us for the finale as. <gasps> As no. he typically, uh, traditionally does, has for the last three, if you count the uh, animated series, mm. uh, the original series animated and, and next gen, mm. uh, he will be on a trip. He's actually going to Germany. Like he's going, he's not just going down to the pub. He's going somewhere kind of far away. He's so. apparently <laughs> going to go meet with German Gav. <laughs> huh. Well, they are, they are legion, mm-hmm. the Gavs. For the big European uh, Gav meetup. Right. Gav, the Gavs <laughs> of all nations coming together. <laughs> Gavcon. Gavcon. I like that. Uh, but unfortunately, he he will not be joining us. However, he has assured me uh, he will be writing the traditional poem, Ooh. as he has done for the finales so far. Nice. And so he'll be he'll be he'll provide that he will provide us. I can speak with uh, with a recording of that. So mm. it won't just be us reading his material. You'll actually hear it in his lovely Irish brogue. Oh, very nice. So, cool. Excellent. Um. But he will still be missed because we do enjoy his company around yes. here. He will be missed. Yes. Right. So mm. on to the, uh, t- the, what is this, part six and seven of the finale? Part eight and nine? I don't even know. Seven of nine? Something like that. <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, the first one is mine, and it is called Extreme Measures. And I did not much care for it, but let me tell you what happened in it. Deciding that we've had quite yes, enough of this... Do jumping between various subplots involving our entire extended cast excitement, the writers of this episode focus on one particularly compelling story. Let's just spin the old wheel and come on, Kira and Damar, or Cisco and anyone. No whammies, no whammies. Huh, it's Bashir and O'Brien. Well, that's fine. I like those two well enough, as long as we're not going on some nonsensical... Oh, 
going inside someone's mind. Mm. Well, all right then. That doesn't seem like the very best use of our remaining three episodes, but I'm just some guy who's watched all of Star Trek to this point several times. What do I know? <laughs> so we pick up where we left off, with Bashir sending a fake message to Starfleet Medical claiming that he'd found a cure for Odo's disease, per O'Brien's devious plan. And sure enough, as predicted, Sloane shows up in Julian's bedroom in his little leather outfit again. Only this time Jules is ready for him. He traps Sloane in a stasis field and stuns him and drags him off to his medical lab. Bearing in mind, at this point, the only people who know about this are Julian and Miles. Amanda suggested that they're going to surgically remove that little leather outfit, but no. <laughs> Somehow they're doing something noble to this mysterious man that they've rendered unconscious and sedated in a secret location. <laughs> they're going to... Well, I told you already. They're going on a little adventure inside his brain. By an amazing coincidence, his brain looks just like Deep Space Nine with the lights turned out. What are the odds? Anyway, the usual bullshit happens. They're misled a couple of times. They think they got out, but they're really still in. You know, the drill. We've all seen this episode like 40 times before on Next Gen and probably once or twice on DS9 and probably a bunch of times on Voyager. Uh, but then they get the cure and administer it to Odo, having learned a valuable lesson about their friendship. No, they knew that already. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hey, maybe the second part is better, Bob. Uh, well, mine is called The Dogs of War. Mm -hmm. and, and I took this one thinking I could make some great puns relating to General Chang, but... No. No, I got nothing there. <laughs> <clears throat> Julian and Esri have some more awkward small talk while the USS Sao Paulo arrives, or Sam Paulo, as Admiral Ross calls it, <laughs> or the Defiant as she gets renamed moments later, and another memory of an Earth city that isn't San Francisco gets scrubbed from the collective memory of Starfleet. <laughs> Kira continues to act as consultant to the ragtag group of scrappy Cardassians fighting against the oppressive occupation of the Dominion. Things go bad quickly, though, and they try to hightail it out of town, but their trusty old VW van is broken down, and they have to stay with Garrick's mom while they wait for a part to arrive at the repair shop. <laughs> Garrick's mom has rented out his room to a traveling amusement center salesman, so they'll have to, to take the basement and a mandatory cleaning montage to get the old girl in shape for the big basement yacht race so they can keep their lease from falling into the hands of the evil rich developers. Meanwhile, Odo has... <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Odo has returned to top form. Rom is trying to unionize the Dabo girls. Quark is about to be named the next Grand Negus of Ferenginar. And Pella the Dabo girl goes into heat. Julian and Ezri have an awkward talk that turns into a less awkward talk that turns into a really awkward talk that then turns into unbridled smooching. The Cisco family turns into a bigger family. Rom buys Quark's bar. Quark quotes Captain Picard or possibly Moby Dick. And Jeffrey Combs as Brunt. Everybody now, FCA, comes around to bribe the new Nagus to be. Meanwhile, back on Cardassia, Jeffrey Combs' Wayoon announces the impending victory over the rebellion. Kira doesn't give a damn about this seller. The intrepid gang of Cardassian underdogs go put a potato in the Dominion's tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> And the Dominion shake their fists with their sweaters tied around their necks and just wait until our mom hears about this. Oh, and it was all a big misunderstanding, and Rom actually gets to be Negus, so Quark wipes out seven years of character development in a single monologue. <laughs> I think Quark quotes Captain Picard may be the most difficult <laughs> phrase I have seen since Crumb Crisp Coating, at least. That's tough. Quark quotes Captain Picard. Yeah, that's, that's, uh... that's difficult. <laughs> that's yeah, a lot of... 
That a lot, a lot of ground to cover there. I think, you, yeah. I think we hit all the salient points between the two of us. I mean, there were a lot of things happening in that episode. In fairness, yeah, yours had all the stuff. <laughs> Mine just dwelled yeah. on the 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 thoughts and background of this guy we've barely met and really don't care about. And come on, we got other stuff to do. Yeah, Al, you got ripped <laughs> off. I did, but you know, we give the guest first choice. That's you know, mm. that's their prerogative. And, <laughs> and Bob chose based on the title anyway, because yep. at the time he didn't know what was what. So no, I just got lucky. <laughs> Although you you and and your son have now watched through to the finale, correct? Yes, we have. You couldn't wait. Just like, nope. ooh, this is great. I want to see what happens next. Nah, yeah, that's that's pretty understandable. I think we got about like six episodes from the end and Duncan's like, can we watch all of them tomorrow night? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Clear my calendar. And Bob, Bob starts DMing me. Ooh, I love when Kira does. I was like, ah, spoilers. He's like, what are you talking about? You watched this 20 years ago. Like, yeah, I know, but I forget everything. It's actually new to me because I'm terrible. Yes. I felt really bad. No, you should not feel bad about that. It is natural for you to assume i've seen this show i should know what you're talking about yeah i just i forget things i seriously look back like i listened to an old uh pa about next gen i was like i don't remember watching that episode <laughs> it was like two years ago i'm just i'm i'm terrible you know al it might be time to go to watch through next gen again uh yeah hey <laughs> after next week maybe we could do that just oh, yeah. roll back into uh next gen plenty of time some some people are gonna yell at us if we keep saying we maybe don't we'll go Voyager. backwards we never said that. No, I, I, I have to be the one. I'm, I'm the one, guys. You guys can say what you like, but I will be doing the, you know. I'm keeping an open mind. Keeping an open mind. Keeping an open mind about Voyager. I just implied that the world was ending. Oh well, that's fine. <laughs> kind of is. Uh, <laughs> Bob, what was your good thing about this first episode? Uh, in extreme measures, my good thing was. Uh, there's a moment when both of them get shot in the dream world and, and they're just kind of, I guess, I don't know, waiting for them to die in the dream. Well, as Matt so said, we're playing up. by Nightmare on Elm Street rules. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's there's just like this little exchange about, uh, oh, uh, Keiko thinks that I like you more than I like her. And, and Julian's, well, well maybe, maybe you do. A little you might, bit. You, you <laughs> might a little bit like her, me but more than her. <laughs> You might a little bit like me more than her. That's right. That's what English people sound like. I should know. I'm from I just, right. I thought it was just a delightful moment where they're it was. You know, expressing their love for each other, especially after a, a couple of weeks ago, my daughter joined us for an episode after being away for a while, and, and we convinced her that all of these crazy things had happened. In the, <laughs> in the, and that, oh, uh, hey, guys, what did I miss? Well, it's like, well, Glad uh, you Brian asked. and Bashir got married, and uh, Keiko is dead because she fell down a time hole, and... Uh, <laughs> Some of that could be true. I yeah. mean, you know. Most of it was true, actually. Yeah. And she was uh, incredulous about all of it. <laughs> oh, come so on. You actually, you actually really convinced her that O'Brien and Bashir had gotten yeah. married. Yep. Nice. <laughs> that, that's great. Well, the thing is, your daughter's what? 16? 16, yeah. Yeah. So, like, in her eyes, it's not unusual for two men to get married. She's yeah. grown up mostly in a world where that's normal. Totally. So that's kind that's, of beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas we're old enough to remember when that was not a yeah. normal thing, and so it seems strange to us. But yeah, from her perspective, I could see that. Yeah. I, plus, they should totally get married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is an exchange that both of you said you probably would have made your quotes had this been your episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it is a great exchange, and I thought about it. Um, And my, my quote is actually kind of stupid, but that's okay. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's it's like... I listened to it for that, and I thought, oh, this is like three and a half minutes long. This is this is going to slow the show <laughs> yeah. way down. Yeah. <laughs> Even more than us, like, going off on tangents about 
whatever the hell it is we talk about. What, <laughs> what even do we talk about? I don't know. But uh, no, it is it is very cute. And the gist of it, as you say, is, well, yeah, you love her, but you like me more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, the thing is like, yeah, but you're not friends with Keiko. You don't really enjoy her company. Well, you ve- well I re- very rarely scream in your face about uh, traditional Japanese culture. So, of course, you like me more. <laughs> We go down a pub and play darts. We're best friends. <laughs> of course, I have to stand all the way across the room and uh, yeah, still yeah. get a bullseye. But uh... was it? It was this episode. It was yeah. this episode. Yes. Where they break into Quarks when it's closed. <laughs> yeah. Because Armin Shimmerman's off on Buffy, so yep. Quarks is closed. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we still want to play darts, though. Darts. <laughs> you got to say it the way O'Brien darts. says it. Darts. I just I want to see Quark come in. <laughs> come in to open for the day and like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Or just come in like he's wearing his nightgown and uh, <laughs> and stocking cap and just yeah he's like... got the cap with the little bobble on it yeah he's got and a candle carrying he's a like, candle of course yeah my alarm went off what the hell are you people doing here <laughs> you're playing darts and drinking my booze yeah he, they not only do they come in and use the dartboard which is theirs they shouldn't be in the bar that part is wrong no but the it... dartboard is theirs that they put there so that's okay but oh yeah I forgot but then yeah. they steal his liquor which is definitely not theirs yeah <laughs> that is clearly like. Well, they'll they'll pay for it with their their money, money that they, they have. have. Yeah, uh, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they just like and and the idea is, it needs to be an exchange between O'Brien and Bashir where they're not hanging out in the medical lab mm. where they're somewhere else and like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I want to get and I could see putting it there, but why mm. can't the bar just be open? Yeah, had to be quiet. Rom would have to run it, I guess. No, that's next episode. <laughs> you guys playing darts? Can I help? Oh, oh Chief O'Brien plays darts. That means I want to play darts, too. You're trying to lower Section 31 here? I'll help with that. Uh, can I have some bangers and mash? <laughs> Chief O'Brien thought it was a good idea to murder this guy, so I do, too. Yeah, let's murder a guy and then uh, go out for kippers. Uh, I'm British, too. Uh. Al, I demand you say kippers more often in that voice. Kippers. Uh. Kippers. Uh, Matt, what was your good thing about this first episode? Uh, I really like that there's an opening scene with Kira and Odo that I think is really good. Odo basically is going to die. Odo has not changed one inch from, like, Mm. season one, episode one. And in this case, it's fine. We kind of expect him to just kind of stay the way he is. No, but there's this great, like, Kira comes to see him and she's like, I'm not, you know... I'm not, I'm not going gonna leave anywhere. you. Yeah. I'm going to stay here until the end. And he's basically like, no, you're not. You're going to go to Cardassia and you're going to fight this rebellion for them because I don't want you to watch me die. <laughs> because yours is the most interesting subplot. Go, go. <laughs> to, you hanging out here and crying is not interesting to watch. You and Damar having adventures is great. Listen, <laughs> you stay here. You might get lured into Julian and uh, O'Brien's little adventure. None of or, them want that. Or <laughs> this Quark Rom thing that'll happen next week. And that's even worse. I actually really <laughs> want Kira to get lured into that subplot and just be like, this is all awesome. Stupid. This is terrible. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? <laughs> but no, it is it is a very sweet scene and it's an interesting sort of like barometer because Kira has changed a lot. Yes. And Odo has not at no. all. Which I just realized that may be a terrible pun or it may be intentional uh irony, but the changeling mm. never changes. Yep. Huh. I just find that interesting. They're all very rigid, like all of them. Mm-hmm. I don't see I don't think any of them really change their opinions or their, you know. No. That might be just a coincidence or a dumb wordplay, but it might be yeah. like a real, you know. I'd say he's loosened up a little bit, but not yeah. much. Yeah, enough to, to allow himself to have a relationship with Kira. Yeah. But not enough to let her see him die. Yeah. 
I also, people, you pointed out a particular thing about that scene. I also really like his just like he he says to her, "You already watched Beryl." Yeah. Have a slow, lingering death in this room. In this same room. In this exact same room, I in would prefer bed. it that. I would prefer that it not ha- that you not be here for that again. Yeah, look, you gonna you're gonna have to come in here sometimes if you scrape your knee or something. You don't yeah. want to like dread uh, sick bay so bad. <laughs> just for re- the the infirmary, I guess they call it on DS. <laughs> just remember me as I am with the worst case of eczema anyone has ever had. <laughs> looks like Edward James almost. <laughs> now, I still maintain he looks like the dad on You Can't Do That on Television. He does. Um. <laughs> There was a scene towards the end of the episode where I desperately wanted to just get in and rake his neck. <laughs> well, a leaf blower is not going to cover it. No. Want to comb his skin? Well, that's just going to blow all of his leaves onto another person in sick bay, and that's no good. That's just not... that is that is pretty rude. Nobody wants uh, that guy. No. Uh, my good thing, yes, uh, is is sort of what Bob said, only in a in a bigger picture sense. The, the Julian O'Brien relationship is still. One of the best friendships in all of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Really, if you put the list together, Kirk, Spock, Bones is at the top. Yep. And I can't tell if Geordi and Data are a little better than these two, or they they might be tied. Hmm. I have a lot after, of love for the Geordi Data friendship. Uh, me too, but I have a lot of love for this too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's it's to that level. It's, yeah. We love Geordi and Data, and these two are the same. Like, yeah. I think I like this a little better. Like, I like those two characters a little better, but I like these two because we saw this relationship grow. Yeah. We yeah. saw O'Brien hate him from <laughs> from thinking that Julian was insufferable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and okay, all right. Early on, when we watched it, we knew yeah. that they were going to become friends, and so it was extra funny to us mm-hmm. because, like, wow, O'Brien really hates him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> go, ba- go, go back to that first that storyteller episode from I think oh, early God, season yeah. one. Yeah. Where uh, they go down to Bajor and there's yeah. a cloud monster, and yeah, yeah, and the chief just fucking loathes him. I gotta go down here with him. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. And it's it's that great situation where Julian's, he turns 30 in like season three or four, so he's in his late 20s at this point. Mm-hmm. And O'Brien's in his 40s, probably, I would yeah, guess. like his mm-hmm. late 40s, too, I yeah. would say. Yeah, it's like, th- this guy's probably half his age, is my point. Maybe not quite that, that yeah. much, but close. Like, he's significantly younger. But because he's enlisted and because Bashir's an officer, even though this kid, is, and he's just a lieutenant, I think, at that point, mm-hmm. he's got to do whatever he says. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm ordering you to. Uh, I like, order <laughs> you to do. I order you to be my friend. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I I didn't really care for this episode, and neither apparently did the producers reading Memory Alpha. No. Uh, yeah, they they said we really wanted this to be something that it just and they, we didn't pull off what we were trying yeah. to do at all. Huh. Uh, but even despite that, these two made it bearable and sometimes even fun. Like it's. The stakes are pretty high and you're supposed to get invested and I wasn't really. Mm-hmm. But on the on the sort of superficial yeah. level of we're going on an adventure and we're best friends, it kind of worked out. Yep. Yeah. No, I could uh th- these two going on an adventure can save anything to some yeah. degree. Yeah. Just cuz I mean, they it, have such amazing chemistry together. Yeah. Well, and hearing the evolution of this whole like giant last arc, this initially was going to be an Odo and I think Kira story mm-hmm. where Odo's trying to uncover where the virus came from. And then they realize Kira should be with the rebels, and then they realize Odo should be with Kira. And they're like, "Well, it's a disease. I guess Bashir could do it." Mm-hmm. And mm. he's got that tie to Section Thirty One. And uh, well, we should probably wrap up the Bashir O'Brien thing. So I guess they'll do it together. And like, I, I see narratively why it it hap- it unfolded this way. I yeah, just, it's just mm-hmm. not 
Corey. I wish their story had been more interesting. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like, I mean, I could see where they were, you know, probably trying to save money in this last oh, run yeah. and do a bottle show, but it just, it felt like uh, way well, that, out of sync that really with the ties rest into of Matt's it. bad thing, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I talked about this back when they did it on, um... It, on, was, uh, a dar- it was Dark Page. That was a Dark Page, but I hate when somebody's subconscious is just the fucking set. Like, <laughs> it makes more sense if it's someone on DS9 who has lived on DS9 for seven years. Yeah. But Sloane mm. has shown up, like, surprised Julian, like, two or three times. Yeah, Sloane's been here a total of... He, he's been three in, times on the show three, three times. I think, okay, accounting for the fact that sometimes he might be stalking Julian or on another secret mission, maybe he's been there as, mm. maybe, as mm. many as ten times, but that's probably it. He hasn't been there yeah. that often. Not often enough for it to be embedded as a symbol of his brain doesn't make mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. yeah like mm. i just if you're going into someone's brain it should be this weird dreamy like bizarre well that's thing. what they wanted to do and in fact and instead it's just so boring it's it's like bob said it's like ds9 with the lights turned out no i i said that. <laughs> oh you said that all right yes but we all think yeah. it <laughs> yes i think he said something similar but that was that was it's like summer. bob's friend al said <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's not great and no, Bob's the one that pointed out that it felt like a bottle episode, which it turns out it was like mm-hmm. they were trying to save some money yeah. because so many other parts of the finale were pretty, you know, big, a lot of big effects stuff and mm-hmm. new sets. And yeah. like we got a lot of that Cardassian stuff in the next episode, parts of Cardassia we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. That basement probably cost a lot yep. of money, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But I the- mean, that cha- the, that chain banister alone. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you can't slide down a chain. What's wrong with them? That's what Garrick did. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> that wasn't his mom. <laughs> I know. That wasn't actually his mom. <laughs> Although in the extended universe, apparently it was. What? Yeah. Apparently, like, an Aubertain knocked her up, and that's Garrick's mom. Oh. But they never mm. said it on the show that it was. That's why he's uh, a... Yeah. Uh, 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 what's, what's a bastard? Thing? Yes, a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Gull bastard. <laughs> well, I'm really glad he never calls her Moogie. Yes. No, I kind of like her, though. She's kind of that she's kind of that tough old broad, Hmm. you know, like, yeah, (laughs) she looks kind of like mom on uh, Futurama. Yeah, look yes. actually. And, and sounds a bit like her too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Jam a crap in it, you I bastard. See, <laughs> I just want to see her slap the three of them now. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there's a deleted scene. Like and it, it, it not just scripted, but actually shot. Which I haven't uh-huh. seen. Maybe I should go on a on a, uh, a YouTube dive and see if it's there. Mm. Yeah. Um if of, anyone if anyone has like I haven't even looked on YouTube. It might yeah. be obvious, but if sure. it's not, if anyone ha- knows where it is, um, of of Kira, Damar, and Garrick getting drunk down in the basement, and just like oh. <laughs> sort of commiserating and and bonding a little bit, and yeah. I would love to see that. This is my, oh, f- wow. I mean, that sounds amazing. I've said this a million times. Is my favorite subplot of all of this, but yeah, but those three characters in particular, mm-hmm. I would love to see that. Yeah. yeah. It'd be fantastic, but that—that's the next episode. In any case, oh yeah, sorry. Not, I, we, we're, we're, that's why we did the two summaries together. That's we're kind of going back and forth. Mm. Uh, but my bad thing for the first episode is, uh, I, I'm well on the record. I've said this a lot. I hate go inside people's minds episodes almost as much as I hate people <laughs> yeah. turn into stuff episodes. <laughs> and going inside the mind of a character we barely even know is even more boring. It's not like we got any insights while yeah, we were in like- there. No, like, and we can't. I think we can't Sloan's use it later. An interesting character, no. but uh, he yeah. is. But 
it's it's a bit like the Vic Fontaine thing. It's a bit like it's hard to get yeah. invested in someone who just showed up. Mm. Yeah. And we see this touching, quote unquote, touching scene uh, where he's got his friends and family all gathered in the wardroom of DS9, his favorite place in the world, I guess. And where, he's not wearing uh -huh. the black leather. Oh, oh yeah. See, that's the real him. Uh-huh. Dressed all nice and in that... Still wearing one... Bland like, gray fabric. Yeah, one solid dark <laughs> uh <-huh>. color. <laughs> but, um, I, I like, apologizing to his family and friends and making peace. And, like, this would be so much more if it was someone we knew or cared about. Like, I still don't like the in, inside his brain yeah. thing. Mm. But it would at least mean no. something if it was someone we were invested in. Yeah. Someone yeah, like could, Odo. Yeah, maybe, oh, go ahead. We could feel bad about this guy dying. Yeah, because that's they were you trying know, this, for that. The, this guy who Julian murdered. Mm. Uh, okay. That's really what we need to talk <laughs> about here. Suicide. <laughs> yeah. It's not Julian's yeah. fault. Okay. Is that is that really how you weigh in or are you just trying to be devil's advocate? <laughs> he here? committed suicide. He committed suicide as a direct result of Julian's actions. <laughs> yeah, of, but that was Julian like, probably forcing his way into his brain. Yes. <laughs> Julian okay, first of all, Sloan did break into his quarters. Yes. Mm -hmm. But that's that's where it ends. Sloan is not innocent multiple this, times, but yeah, but but that's the only proof we have of Sloan doing anything bad. We don't know that he's connected to the virus yet. We had the whole episode where Sloan tortured Julian and went into his brain. Okay, that's fair. Oh, so you're saying that two wrongs make a right? Yes, no, right. three wrongs because the Romulans did it too. <laughs> three Romulans make a right. Yes, three Roms make a shot. <laughs> brother, 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 <laughs> brother. <laughs> Um, well, now I really want to see mom slap three people, but they're all wrong. <laughs> Can I wear your fat suit, brother? <laughs> We're owl exterminators. <laughs> <laughs> that works so well. Yeah, it does. Um, where was I going with that? I don't know. Lost my train of thought now. I think you broke me. I oh, no, it was no. Julian's Oh, fault. yeah, Julian. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Julian... Did trap Sloan and did like uh, sedate him, mm -hmm. take him to the medical lab, mm -hmm. which I always say because that's how uh, Spock said it, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, and then yeah, strapped a mind torture device to his to his head. Like, yep. I, no, he didn't murder him, but he must know a spy is probably not going to let himself be captured like this. It probably has some kind yeah. of secret, you know. Yeah. Well, that that was actually my bad thing oh, for was the it? episode was the 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 oh no he's broken his cyanide tooth and is about to die that kicks off the action is so it feels lazy and obvious and also that Julian should have been prepared for you know that kind of spy style suicide after mm -hmm. all of his spy play on the holodeck. Oh, especially after that, I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah. Yeah. After all his like it's our man Bashir stuff. That, yeah. yeah. That's fair. He's killing himself to keep his secret safe from me. I never would have seen that coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like O'Brien needs to be the voice of common sense. Really? You didn't see this coming? Perfect Bashir. Really? Never saw it. Because that's the thing is, yeah, Bashir. Oh, your, your genetically altered mind didn't show you this. <laughs> but at, okay. So at the very least, they're kind of responsible, if not directly. Like they're, they're, I would say the they're, I'm direct, they're culpable. Yeah, they're definitely responsible. They're not. <laughs> they're accessories. Yeah. That's the word I want. Yeah, okay. But yeah, and nobody cares. No, I, oh, Cisco comes down. You, you did what? Okay, no, nope, I don't know. La, 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 la. <laughs> he just yeah. leaves. Plausible deniability. Yeah, and we find out next episode but, 
that he should have done a medical thing that he forgot to do. And mm-hmm. it's probably because he's trying to steer clear of Julian. Yep. <laughs> nope, nope. Not going down there. Uh, I'm not going back, Jim. <laughs> what are you up to this time? Yeah. It's it's just... I'm pretty sure they killed him. They, they did. They fucking killed the, him. On the mm. other hand, nobody knows he's there. He's probably covered his tracks so well that nobody even knows who he is. Yeah. Like, if he tried to run his DNA or however, fingerprints or whatever they do in the future to, to identify people, I bet he's not on the records anymore. Mm. Mm. And so, how can you prove... Who did we kill? Yeah. Who is mm-hmm. this guy? Uh, we didn't kill anyone because there's nobody here, right? Still, right. you know, like, I would <laughs> like to have seen, you know... Some, some remorse for this or yeah. yeah some remorse the thing the thing that worked so well in the pale moonlight mm-hmm. was cisco wrestling with his conscience the whole time yeah you can't put more characters in that same situation and have them not care like, yeah the mm-hmm. reason it works is because he's still a good guy and he's still trying to justify it yeah. these guys just like oh we don't care <laughs> like look slow whether sloan is an asshole or not a man is dead yeah and well, he's dead because of you like, you know, maybe something, a trial. No? All right, whatever. Court but he, he doesn't really exist in, yeah. the, in the real world. No one knows about him. So it's, it's. I mean, should who, he exist yeah. to them? Who who did they kill, Matt? There's a corpse sitting right there. Oh, I'm sure they must have gotten rid of it, loaded into the uh, transporter buffer and delete him or something. All right, right. let's fucking dispose O'Brien, of this corpse. <laughs> O'Brien is the best guy for that job. <laughs> we know. Like, yeah, he's, he's broadened his engineering knowledge through DS9. But mm-hmm. when he got there, he was like Starfleet's number one transporter guy. Yep. He knows yep. everything about the transporter, so he could yep. easily do that. Yep. Oh well, I just uh, I just loaded him into the transporter and beamed him over that Klingon ship, where it'll be no trouble at all. Uh, <laughs> that was such an obvious setup. I don't know how I didn't see that coming. <laughs> well, we need to get rid of the body. Yep. No, Brian's your man. Well, I mean, presumably Breaking Bad still exists in the future, so they could learn from that if nothing yep. else. Mm-hmm. We could make meth. <laughs> Dissolve him in acid. <laughs> I am the danger chief. Oh, I'm the one who knocks. Uh, I, we don't really knock on doors anymore, but Somebody I'm the cut. one who p- pushes the little button that rings the doorbell. Somebody <laughs> comes to your quarters with a disruptor, and you think that of me? <laughs> we could put him inside one of those big plastic barrels and then drop him on wharf. <laughs> <laughs> call me Heisenberg. <laughs> yep, better call Quark. <laughs> uh, okay, so moving on, do we, do we have any... Anything else to cover in that one? I think that's... I mean, there's not a lot happened is the not thing. Not really. Right? It's kind of... It was not a great episode. Oh, the the one thing that I was uh, really delighted by was that in the in the very end, when they get to his, like, special inner sanctum room, there's, like, 500 pads in that room because yep. every every pad can only hold one piece of data. Yes. <laughs> they each can hold, like, 1K. <laughs> which, uh... uh <laughs> this one, Although, which was contradicted in the next episode, was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we scrolled down. You guys know <laughs> <No>. that, right? And <laughs> like, yeah, says, "There's something else in that pad." Oh, and I oh, said, "There's right, something right. else in that pad." <laughs> That's impossible. Yeah. You guys know this thing can hold more than one file. <laughs> wow, say, this will save, revolutionize the Federation. <laughs> we're going to save millions of dollars that we don't have. Uh, <laughs> let's not go down that road again. <laughs> it's not supplemental time yet. <laughs> I really the big thing that bugged me though was in his brain like they didn't really try anything. No. Yeah. They wandered around and then they got access, but the, it's not from their cleverness or something they did. No, they it just fucking, kind of happens. They're in his brain for a minute and then nice guy Sloan runs up and they're like, "Yeah, I'd be happy to help you." Why? Oh, and then, 
And then what my the quote fuck? happens. What the hell? My my quote what? happens, which I don't know why this is my quote, but it is. I just I like the sort of weird mush mouth stuff that uh, Sloan says when he's trying to give them the answer, which is this. We're not going anywhere until you give us the cure. All right, if you insist. It, it's a simple nucleotide marking sequence. Ratadine, uh, lidonine, what's a lean? Nino and hue. Tidonine. Would you mind repeating that? Lidonine, what's a lean? Nino and hue. I don't know. I, yeah. When I watched it the first time back in the 90s, it just, like, oh, that's really cool. He's going blah, 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 blah. I don't know why that's cool. But, he's like uh, the, uh, the the guy in the Red Room. Yeah, yeah, Twin yeah. Peaks. Except he's not trying to actually say words. <laughs> Are you Laura uh, Palmer? <laughs> no, I actually, if we, I want to talk about this just for a sec. Like, mm. why is there this version of Sloan who's like just waiting for them to show up and is just so eager to help them? And well, because like, that's the peaceful, like you you know you're about to die and you need to make peace with things. That's what that uh, was. All right, like, do you not? Does that? concept not make sense to you like i don't know i mean it you want to be angry until you're dead i i mean like the way sloan is acting like he should be like working his ass off to not help them i mean there's I a see, little I, bit of that but like, i think i think part of his brain wants that but i most of his brain is like okay i am seriously about to die i have a lot of regrets that i need to deal with very quickly here these guys in my mind don't really matter right now i need to make peace with my wife and my family and all that like that's I'm pretty sure where his mind is. I just like the man killed mm. himself to keep his secret safe. Like, yeah, but you still doing that and then facing the fact that you've done that are kind of two different things uh, to me. Just like, yeah, oh I shit, now I'm dead. <laughs> like, I know that's what I'm supposed to do, but now the reality of it is sunk in, and oh Jesus, I really wish yeah. I'd spent more time with my hideous children. <laughs> <laughs> you think all children are hideous? I do. All yeah. right. Yep. Anything else? Nobody nope. sits on their deathbed and wishes they spent more time with their hideous children. <laughs> Do you think you know it's your deathbed when you get in it? Because mm. just don't get in it. I don't know, man. That's <laughs> Sleep weird. on the floor. <laughs> I think it's just your regular bed. It doesn't become your deathbed until you die. Oh. Does it eat people? <laughs> yes. Does it make a crunching noise when it does? Um, um, <laughs> when it eats teddy bears and leaves the bones? Yes. Yep. No, the, the actual movie, Deathbed, The Dead That Eats. Yep. <laughs> yep. Which uh, Patton Oswald has incorrectly identified as the bed that eats people, but yes. it's just the bed that eats. <laughs> well, the bed actually makes a hop, hop, hop noise when it's, <laughs> when it's killing people. It's terrible. It's not a good movie. Like frogs. Watch, watch that movie twice. Why did you watch that movie twice? Because <laughs> I watched it. I, I was like, hey, uh, internet friends, let's all watch this terrible movie together and yep. sort of riff it. And like nobody showed up and like, oh, well. This was back when I had disc-faced Netflix. Like, well, I need to watch this and send it back, so I guess I'll watch it by myself. And then two nights later, everybody showed up. Say, hey, are we doing this? Ugh, all right, Where I guess. Where were you two nights ago? <laughs> yeah, I had to do it again. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. All right, uh, so on to the Dogs of War. Uh, Bob, what was your... Actually, no, let me do my good thing first. Yes. Yeah, please do. Fuck it. I'm going with Damar again. <laughs> I just love how he embraces being a folk hero. His posture and delivery change. He's all speaking from the diaphragm, hands on hips. Cardassians, join with me and rise up. Like he's he's the hero of Cardassia. He's he's like there'll be a statue of him next week. Errol mm -hmm. Flynn. Yeah, he's totally like Errol <laughs> Flynn or like um, God, who's the other guy that I'm, I can't. Oh, um, it doesn't matter. Uh, Whatever. John Lennon. Darryl yes, John Flynn. Lennon. <laughs> Daryl Hannah. <laughs> Flynn White. Have an A one day. No, it's um. He's 
I, I know I've taken Damar and you guys are going to yell at me. I am. I know, because I can yep. see this in writing. <laughs> but I every time I use him as my good thing, it's because he's reached a new level. It's not the same thing every time. This is a new thing about Damar that I now like. Mm. Is now he's not, what have I gotten into, Damar? He's not, I'm becoming a good rebel leader, Damar. Now he's... I'm become almost an urban legend who's yeah. bigger than myself, Damar. Like, mm-hmm. it, there's every time it's just a new thing. I I've actually that. bought into it now. No, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That that scene where he fucking just shows up and like takes it, like him and uh, Garrick and uh, Kira just happen to be able to take out three armed Jem'Hadar and just rally all these people. It's fucking great. Well, mm-hmm. and earlier on, Kira, like they're talking, and um, actually, Bob, this is your quote. So oh yeah. Let's go ahead and get into this here because this is kind of where the conversation starts. Well, the uh, uh, his aunt Harriet was out. Uh, <laughs> I love that you called her aunt Harriet. <laughs> was she was out walking the streets and she comes back with does uh, the sexy cat dance some stories does her turn on the catwalk yes and shoots Liberace <laughs> no and then and then she comes back and says this oh you should hear the stories Demar's alive my cousin saw him on Kelvis Prime. He faked his own death. He is plotting a new offensive from his secret mountain hideaway. You never told me you had a secret mountain hideaway. I was going to surprise you. And it's it's so great. And and yeah, mm, and yeah. The, the conversation continues <laughs> and and Kira's like, you know, during the during our occupation, it helped when people like became bigger than life and became a symbol. Maybe yep. you should do that. And Demar's like, I don't know, man, that sounds dumb. But, and then he gets out there and gets into it. He's like, yeah. no, this is great. <laughs> I just, every time, every, every time he amazes me and, uh, Bob, your good thing. And Matt's good thing. Both say, uh, damn it. I wanted Demar. Stop yeah. taking Demar, Al. I want well, to praise Demar. Watch your episode <laughs> earlier, Matt. You watch your episode earlier. I, I literally can't. I, I watch it as soon as we finish recording. Good. Stay there. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah, that, that showed you. <laughs> I guess it did. Uh, uh, anyway, Bob, what was your action? Well, since Al is hoarding the Demar love, yeah. I'll, uh, I guess I'll take uh, Garrick's mom. or, or you know, Because she was pretty good, even, even if she can't do a can't cat dance like the real <laughs> Anne Harriet uh, but maybe Impella the Dabo girl could do a cat dance and we could combine them in a transporter accident and no doesn't that doesn't that how that works they get sexier and more cat dancey in you, transporter you, accidents are you trying to turn this episode of DS9 into the fly because I'm pretty okay with that <laughs> or or Tuvix <laughs> oh what is an episode that's coming up of Voyager where Tuvok and Neelix spoilers and- that's not a linear, like, show. I'm going to spoil <laughs> what I know. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of, of uh, serialization there, so I the spoiler rule is gone after next week. Fair enough. Yeah. Actually, after and this week. We don't care. After this week, because there's only one more episode left to spoil now. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think we're going to anyway, so. Um, no, she was, like I said, she she had that kind of tough old broad. Like, yeah. the, the Cardassians have been through a lot. Mm-hmm. And you feel like, especially her, because she was, depending on what sources you believe, whether you think the extended universe is valid or whatever, she's at least been around in Abrantane and Garrick yep. for a lot of her life. So she's been through some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and she's she, still kind of tough and still kind of hanging in there. Yeah. She even says, you know, it's like, okay, I'm yeah, I'm too old to worry about, you know, whether I'm like 
under some regime that's oh, yeah, horrible. Like, Are you going out there? Or there's know, a, whatever. There's a curfew. And she's like, yeah, fuck whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. What are they going to do? Kill me? I'm old. <laughs> you really don't like old people. I don't know what you're talking about. They have lots to offer us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Please stay tuned for uh, Sarcastic Voyage, episode 194, in which we grind axes about Matt hating old people. <laughs> I will. That's that's a sketch I actually just just edited, so it's it's definitely happening. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, what was your good thing about the episode? Um, I was. This is kind of a uh, this is kind of a uh, backwards uh, good thing, but I was really glad that Julian and Esri finally got their shit together and just hook oh up because God. I'm oh. sick of watching interminable scenes of the two of them not having sex and just <laughs> wanting to and just like uh we ca- what about the friendship fuck you i watched friends back in the 90s i don't need to see this bullshit on my science fiction plus at least that was played up for laughs this is meant to be you know yeah oh uh, we're both so awkward we can never get together even though we both love each other and <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, a little of that would have been okay, but they'd stretch this out way. Oh, oh my, my god, this has been going on since she showed up. Well, yeah. it's been going on, well... It's yeah, re- it's been going like, on to the next level. It's been ramped up since mm-hmm. uh, she got since tortured the by the... Uh, the the Thangarians? Breen. Breen, yeah. The Thanagar. <laughs> You're thinking of Thotgore, probably. Yes. Oh, that's exactly what I meant, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thotgore the Thanagarian. Yes, and that was what t- ten episodes ago at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, it was at the very beginning of the of the finale run, which is uh, nine or ten episodes. Eight, yeah. yeah, so a long time ago. <laughs> but yeah, as as Matt said, th- it really started when she first showed up, and like Julian's got hearts in his eyes again. He's like, oh, maybe Ooh. this time, I maybe this Dax, with- why can I have yeah. sex with this time for sure? <laughs> <laughs> it, it yeah, and. The thing is, I don't even mind them together. Like, I I still don't think every character needs to hook up. But that no. said, I I don't mind them together. They are kind of cute. They're both young. <laughs> They're both kind of earnest and kind of sweet. Fine. And that's fine. But just get on with it. It was very, it's been very obvious that that's where this is going to go for a very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was, I'm sick of waiting. Yeah. You know, I'm just glad it's done. Yeah. Yep. Blue uniform, blue balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Bob, what was your bad thing about the Dogs of War? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I get that we only have one episode left after this, but couldn't we bear to have a ship that wasn't named Defiant for a couple of hours? Right. It just, uh, I don't know. It just felt... I, I didn't like... We, we mentioned uh, this a few weeks ago when we lost the Defiant. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's cheap because we lost it. That was supposed to be a big deal, but then, well, well here's another one. Yeah. Yeah. That that really diminishes the the impact of losing the Defiant. Yeah, yeah. We've lost two Enterprises, and it was always treated as a big, it's such deal. a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the original Enterprise, we did we we had to skip an entire movie before we got it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, with uh, Next Gen, we got a whole we got the E, you know, a whole new ship. Right, mm-hmm. a different na- class of ship. Yeah. yeah, and now it's like, well, we lost our our we lost the Defiant, which you know was a great fucking ship that earned you know having yeah its loss mean something, and instead it's just like ah here's your new ship. It's exactly yeah, the same. And when did Julian they bring says in... the carpets are different, but we don't show you those. 
<laughs> I mean, they have it's the ships are digital at this point anyway. So why didn't they bring in a different mm-hmm. ship type and Intrepid or something? You know, I, yeah, I thought they should have a different. Like, but the thing is, they have so many effect shots in the bank already, and yeah, tiny mm. tiny spoiler: there's going to be some ships fighting in the big finale of this war show. What I know, mm. but and I'm sure they don't want to go back and have to yeah. reshoot even digitally because digital was still pretty early. You know, it probably took yeah. years to crunch all that stuff yeah. back in the nineties. Long time to render. Yeah. But so, I mean, I understand them wanting to reuse a lot of the old shots, but it's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, Matt, what about you? What was your bad thing? Oh, I this did, is this is a long paragraph. I got, a, I got a couple. <laughs> so I'll start with the little one and then I'll move to the big one. Yeah. All right. So first of all, in the opening scene, we had, everyone's waiting for the new Defiant to show up. Like they haven't done the reveal that it is a new Defiant. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, and we have two. There's two characters talking and then. An extra beams in in the background. Like, I liked that until you guys pointed out that it seems significant and it just should have been framed. The thing is, it's, you're right. it's, it's framed so that it like it looks like it's important. No, they're and, all standing around waiting for something to happen, and then someone very prominently beams in. You're like right. they're like Cisco flat out says, "We're waiting for someone to arrive." Yep, and, it's and, like, then, and someone then someone arrives. Yeah, and then someone arrives, and like it's and, not important at all. It's just an extra just who gets off. to work. That's bad yeah. directing. I agree, but however, just like if they'd framed it a little better, we've always talked about how we liked like the original Enterprise bridge looking busy. Mm-hmm. And I like if someone's beaming in and it's not nothing to do with the plot, just someone happens to be beaming in as part of their day and it's happening over there. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I just, they should have shot it better. That's it, all. Well, like, and having it in a scene where we're specifically waiting for something to show yeah. up. Like, no, you, you guys kind of won me over on that. It's like, why is this here? Is Did the guy win a contest? Yeah, I feel like it would have been better if we'd seen more of that throughout yeah, the series, but it right. seems like we only ever see people beam in there when it's part of the plot. Yeah. I, yeah. Which is why I liked it, but you're right. It's kind of too little too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then anyway, there's had... this. <laughs> then there's this asshole. <laughs> so there's a scene. Um... Okay, we haven't talked about this Quark plot at all. No, because so. it's terrible. It is, but we have to talk about it. All right. So basically, Quark thinks he's going to become Nagus. There's a horribly contrived message from uh, Zek. I have to do my Zek impression one more time. Oh, good. That's it. I'm not now. All right. I think I'm going to miss it most of all. (laughs) Matt's the only one who likes it. I don't even like it. I only like it when you laugh. And he's basically he's going to retire, and he's he everyone he calls up he calls up the bar. And just assumes that he's talking to Quark and is all like, I'm going to make you Nagus. Mm-hmm. And it uh, turns out that he's going to make Rom Nagus for actually... A- King Rom! <laughs> for no reason. Actually, Bob had a great justification for this. No, no, this was Tidro. Our friend Tidro oh, is, right. is in town and she was watching yeah. the episodes with us and said, uh, yeah, maybe it's Moogie wanting to get her her very inf- like uh, impressionable son in there mm-hmm. so she can just control everything through him. Like she's been doing with Zach for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and that was a, an excellent, excellent point. Yeah, it yeah, is. Thanks like, for trying to credit me on that, man. But, uh, yeah, sorry. But, uh, no, Quark gets into this rant about the pol- all these weird policies that Zach's brought in on New Ferenginar where like, monopolies mm-hmm. aren't illegal anymore and you and can... You women to... get to put on clothes. And... Yeah. And yeah. then he's like, and why, sh- and why shouldn't an employer be able to demand sexual favors of his employees. Now, 
I'm pretty sure we sat through an entire shitty-ass piece of garbage episode <laughs> that I had to watch fucking twice so that you could learn the fucking lesson that sexual harassment is wrong. And that mm-hmm. shit happened this fucking year. How dare you make me watch that piece of garbage and then not even have it mean anything? Fuck you, episode. Suck my dick. <laughs> So uh, some strong feelings there. Mm-hmm. That, that would be a sexual harassment, Matt. <laughs> oh shit, you're right. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not saying you can't be on the podcast if you don't suck his dick. <laughs> he's just requesting that you do that. Also, he's saying it to the episode, not yeah. to you. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Bob, I would never say that to you. Thank you. He would ask. Yes. <laughs> just, just gotta ask me nicely. And, I, yeah. I, and come on, I'd romance you a little bit. I was gonna say he'd buy you a drink at least. Yeah. yeah. Something with an umbrella, please. Oh, of course. I know I know how you work. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys need a minute? I mean, I'll... You know. <laughs> Jealous, Al? Uh, well, yes, but also I'm trying to, you know, facilitate. I want a drink, too. <laughs> no, I really don't. Uh, my bad thing really just ties into what you said is, oh, boy, that plot, that Quark plot was really phoned in, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone needs a final arc. How about Quark is the nag is just kidding, it's Rom. Good enough. Yep. And we, we've talked about this before. Uh, Armin was pretty busy on Buffy at this point, but mm-hmm. he obviously had enough time to film this episode. You could have used that exact same amount of screen time to give him something worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To give him something that paid off some character growth, as Matt pointed out. Yep. And, uh, like, show where he's, like, how far he's come. Like like I said before, it makes sense Odo hasn't changed. Odo's mm-hmm. never gonna, like, he's always gonna be like he is. Odo's yeah. gonna Odo. But Quark, has grown and has Orc. learned and has like why is he not different everyone yeah. else kira is so different now cisco is so different now even bashir for, to some extent mm-hmm. but and, and and o'brien and i mean dax became a whole new person but mm-hmm. you know even Worf had a really cool thing a couple of weeks ago yep. that we never would have seen coming like so many of these characters have grown even i hate to say it rom mm-hmm. yep has He's grown. certainly different from his first appearance yes but Quark is exactly the same. And it's like, this is the last story we get. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember. It feels like Quark has changed. And then he's like, out of spite because he doesn't get to be Negus. He goes back on everything. Oh, no, no. The whole time, the whole time he's saying, all these horrible socialist policies, I'm going to reverse those as soon as I'm in charge. Like, he, it wasn't just. Well, okay. I mean, he definitely put his foot down further. Like, like more emphatically. <laughs> Underground. Through the bar. <laughs> it's just into space. His waist is like in the floor and his legs are dangling out in space. It'll help. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, brother, if we pull you out, then the room will explosively decompress. You'll just have to stay in there. Yeah. This is another if... fine mess you've gotten me into, Rom. <laughs> it felt like before this episode that he had changed, though. Yeah. It's like... That's another thing. It's kind of sloppy writing to go yeah. back. Mm-hmm. And say, and as Matt said, he should have learned his lesson in that terrible episode where he was a woman for a while. Yeah. Yep. But no. Ugh. Yeah. Just not, not great. No. Nope. And he deserves better. We love this character. This yes. was one of our favorite characters from the very first episode. Yep. Like so many guys had to grow into their, even Cisco to some extent had to grow into his role before we really took to him. Hmm. But Odo and Quark from day one. Yeah were immediately likable to us. How great would it have been yeah. if he was like, you know, like doing something to help out the uh, the rebellion on Cardassia? Like he's using like his yeah. criminal ties to like get them weapons or something. Well, he he uh, did that for the Bajorans a bit. Yeah. 
So it would be nice to see him continue. Yeah, like he's like got Kira sympathies. Ghost he's doing... is like you used you, you had connections back during the occupation. You know, you were getting a uh, you were getting us weapons and stuff. Right. Like do that again for these Cardassians. You know, he ends up maybe he ends up on uh, Cardassia during the 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 final rebellion just because he actually that would be ended right. up there accidentally. There are yeah. tons of things you could do with this character. Right, and Bob, without spoiling anything for the uh, listeners that are following along, you've mm-hmm. watched the finale most recently. Mm-hmm. Does Quark really have much to do in the finale, or is he just kind of there? Not a lot. Yeah, there's no further payoff to his character. Like, yeah. this is really it for there's, him, right? Yeah, Arc-wise, there's, I mean. there's, there's kind scenes. of a payoff to a relationship with another character, okay. and that's it. Okay, but there's no, like, continuation of this? No. Okay, like, this is really it for him. Yep. If you took him out of the finale, it wouldn't really change anything. No. Yeah, then that's that's what I'm thinking. Oh, what yeah. a basket of turds. That's really too bad. This this character deserves so much better. This character and this actor. Yeah. Armin is like one of the very best actors in all of Star Trek, mm-hmm. I would say. And he deserves better than And he's he's been like he's been very passionate about his character too. Like, he has. He's he's one of those guys who makes really well thought out suggestions yeah. to make his character better. It's not just mm-hmm. doing what's on the page, but yeah. talking to the writers and saying, you know, I think Quark would probably do this, and them saying, hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Gar- Garrick's another character yeah. like that. I and the mm-hmm. fact that like we don't, you know, we didn't get any of that towards the end is a real disservice to this character. You know, but w- what was the last good Quark centric episode? Like he's had a couple of good scenes it's here and there. It's been but... a long. I don't think he's had anything good to do this year. No, we've talked about season <laughs> seven. He's almost not been around at all. Yeah. Hmm. And then there were a couple of the token Ferengi comedy episodes. Actually, this year he went to the Mirror Universe, which we didn't care yeah, about. Yeah, that was a terrible episode, too. Maybe like, it was a... Been, there's been two Quark episodes that I can remember from this season, and they were both garbage. Yeah. Maybe it was just vindictive writing for because he wasn't around. Yeah, oh, you want to do Buffy? Fine. <laughs> we're going to make Rom the hero. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> King, um, King Rom. Uh, 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 what do I do now? That might be the last time I do my Rom. No, that that one's probably sticking around. <laughs> that one's that one's up there with Armus. He'll be around forever. Yep. What do I do with this stick, brother? <laughs> I'll tell you what you can do with it. Where do you want to <laughs> shove that stick? Let me think. Let me think about that. Um, that is kind of weird, though. It's like everyone leaves him oh, in the bar yeah. holding the big Negus staff, and I'm like, okay, so what? What do I do now? Is there like no, a there's ceremony? No instructions. Or... There's no like report to the to the Tower of Commerce yeah. on Monday. Isn't there there's like no... a like a training period or something? Nah, I gotta go <laughs> have sex with your mother. I mean, okay, so the president of the United States gets like the nuclear codes and all that stuff, and he's in charge of one mm. nation on one planet. Mm-hmm. The Ferengi Alliance is presumably not just Ferenginar, but several other planets yeah. and some kind of hmm. economic empire type thing. Yeah, I it's not so. a big empire, but it's still it's still more than one planet. But even if it's still more than Ferenginar, or even if it's mm-hmm. just Ferenginar, mm-hmm. that's a that's a whole planet. There must be some things. Like I say, the mm-hmm. nuclear secrets or the, I don't know, where the bodies are buried or the, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. We're just, you know, just say, where's my locker? Where am I supposed to yeah. go Monday morning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's my schedule? Which is my first class. Right. <laughs> oh, I've got to go to home ec. <laughs> oh god, I've had I've had this nightmare. <laughs> I graduated years ago. What is this? Uh, Rom, you're late for your final exam. <laughs> oh no, I'm naked. Ah. Oh no, I'm Nagus. <laughs> <laughs> grand naked Rom. <laughs> uh, let's see, he I have a note. He ain't that grand. <laughs> I don't know, Lita seems alright. <laughs> Like, she seems happy, he's the, satisfied. He's the grand. 
Nagus. Nagus. <laughs> uh, I have a note here that says Doges of War. Much more very Doges. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a cute little moment where they get the new ship yep. and Worf and O'Brien are both really excited to see the new shields. Oh yeah, oh, those yeah. two don't have a lot in common, but the the <laughs> engineer and the tactical guy are both excited to see the shields. It was yeah. just a cute little like like yay something new. Yeah, I, I like, really uh... enjoy raising the shields. Yeah, I, it's 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 a boring thing to us, but these two guys would yeah. so be into that. And yeah. it's, they have so little in common. It was just nice to see them yeah. bond over something, even if it was kind of a dumb thing. Yeah, like I like I, I like O'Brien's. Let's go look. Yeah, I hear we have new whatever shielding. Ooh, do we? <laughs> it was it was just a nice little. It was ten yeah. seconds, but it was just a cute character like bonding moment. I liked. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is the one that had Wayun and Brunt as as Bob mentioned yeah. in the summary. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we've been waiting on that since uh, Jeffrey Coombs <laughs> became a main character, or, or Combs uh, as it may be, big said. supporting character. Also, <laughs> um, what he's else? so great. I love Jeffrey. Yeah, Combs. he's gonna be missed. Because yeah. I don't think he shows up in Voyager at all. We'll see him again in Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. I think we're done with him for a while. He's apparently uh, great in Enterprise. I've heard that. He plays an Andorian. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go watch the new Reanimator movie. The Reanimator movie to tide me over. Ah, uh, yes. I'll just watch uh, JLU again. <laughs> is there a new Reanimator? Oh, yeah. He's the question, right? Yeah. yeah is there a new Reanimator? Yeah, there is. Oh, I was yeah. not aware of that. Is yeah. he in it? Yep. Because I knew he was in the one Still. from the 80s. But... He was like been in three or three or four of them. Oh, wow. Yep. I did not know that. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show or not, but uh, Jeffrey Coombs is fucking gorgeous in that first reanimator. <laughs> is he? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, all right. I, I, I would, would not concur. have thought that was a dude that I would have found attractive, but Jesus. <laughs> I can't, I don't really see it. And there are plenty of men that I find attractive, but I just yeah. don't see it in him. Mostly because I think of him as Wayun. Yeah. I think that's what the real actor looks like to me. <laughs> yeah. In my head, that's... Yeah, like, it's, you, it's like what? Nimoy with Spock. It's yeah. Just, that's what he looks like. I thought why he was attractive. Why purple? Until I saw him in the Frighteners, and then, you know, he's got that, like, really extreme uh, kind of Hitler haircut. Oh, shit, sure. he was in the Frighteners. He was great in the Frighteners. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> um, oh, and then at the very end, uh, Bob did mention this, but there was a lot to cover. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Cassidy is pregnant. Oh, yeah. Because as yeah. we mentioned, <laughs> my, my no prize explanation, because they say Ben is the one that's supposed to get the uh, the, the birth control injections, which I like. Mm-hmm. I like the subtle history, like the woman's not always the one who has to take birth control. Mm-hmm. Like now the men have an injection they can get. That, that, that's a nice yeah. little thing. Yep. Shift of power there. But mm-hmm. he forgot. And my explanation was, like I said, he doesn't want to go anywhere near whatever the fuck's Julian's got going on down yep. there. <laughs> Don't. Nope. Didn't <laughs> see it. Don't. No. <laughs> no. Take out sick bay. Nope. But then maybe, you know, uh, pull out, Ben. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Use the rhythm method. Yeah. <laughs> Worked for me for a long time. <laughs> anyway. Um, Playing no, fast and dangerous there, Al. <laughs> I do use other means in addition to that. Just just to make it clear. I am not qu- counting on, on blind luck all this time. Trust me. <laughs> and the if you have questions about Pope. Al's birth control, we have a supplemental coming up in two weeks. So. Uh, yeah, my wife is going to come back from getting ice cream and throw it at me. So. <laughs> in any case... Mm-hmm. he's actually like there's a great one of those great little Avery Brooks moments those little subtle just like oh this guy's so great just because he's so happy about it yeah at yeah. first he's like what you're pregnant and then he immediately turns on a dime and he's like oh baby and it's, <laughs> just, baby. it's adorable yeah Aww. 
I because li- we've always seen him. He loves kids. Like that's mm-hmm. been a thing all yep. along. He's been a good dad to Jake. Yeah. And whenever there's a baby, he he like he oh. wants to hold it. And, yeah. You know, it's, he's always it's great just... around like any of the Bajoran kids that come to hang out with him. Yeah. Yeah. Or re- there's been planets we've gone to where there's been like infants and people hand them yep. to him and he just coos at it. You know, and it's, it's adorable. <laughs> every right. time, every time Ben makes a a, a heroic return to the station. Mm-hmm. And a crowd surrounds. Oh him. yeah, a little Bajoran kid. Holding a little Bajoran kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really like that it didn't turn into a like, oh, how can we bring a baby into this world with oh. this war going on? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So, I although this is like, I mean, the, the prophets did warn him. Yeah. And this is. Oh yeah. Without Sorrow. spoiling anything, really, this is what they warned him about. Yeah. We pretty much know that now. Yeah. Yep. And things may not work out for I, I want to take we'll a see. moment also to uh, acknowledge Cassidy and her terrible cry talking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just, I don't remember that. It's so exciting to finally have a baby. Ben, I, I'm just worried that the prophet said you were the I don't remember her sounding like olive oil. <laughs> she did. Oh, Bronto FCA. And then he punches Quark through a bulkhead. Hey, I gotta take me Latinum. No, I don't think so. I think it kind of breaks down there. No, it doesn't. It's perfect. All right, fair enough. Anything else? Nope. Nope. Further business. Bob, yes. tell the fine folks about the podcast what you administer and host and produce. <laughs> I, I do a podcast called The Optical, uh, which you can get to at opticalpodcast.com. And we're going back through like some of the early to mid 80s uh, VFX movies and, and like talking about how they did the cool effects and talking to some of the people who made them. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and and you've you've been going for a while now, and you've yep. talked to some pretty fantastically like connected people, and uh, yep, Getting it's there. not just like the best boy on, you know, Tron or something. It's actually something good. <laughs> oh no, boy we, uh, like we had a, a couple of episodes where I interviewed Douglas Trumbull, right. uh, who worked on you know from like movies from uh, Stanley Kubrick's Two Thousand One on yeah. from there, and a bunch of other folks who've been uh, really good. So. A lot of non-Tron stuff. So. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, yeah, there've only been like. I do not relish Tron as much as you. This this is why Al does not listen to my podcast. (laughs) No, I don't listen to podcasts. They're for children and stupid. (laughs) Uh, And and, uh, speaking of plugs, yeah, uh, the live show we've been we've been plugging all this time is happening uh, August twenty second at the Pocket Theater in Seattle. Uh, We've we've got now. If you're on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Algar Productions. There's the event is there mm-hmm. uh, if you want to show. We we want to show the venue that this is a viable thing. It's actually a free thing. Uh, it's it's like a donation, pay what you want, and the bar will be open and that kind of thing. Yeah. But it but it's free. Like, if you got no money, you can still come. It's fine. If you got a dollar to drop to the venue, that, that yeah. would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the thing is, like, I want to show the venue this first time. Like, we'd like to make it an ongoing thing. But I really want to show them the first time that this is a viable thing, that we do have a following, that this is something people mm-hmm. want to see. And not just have it be me and Matt and my local Seattle friends. I'd like yes. it to be, mm-hmm. like, some more people. So, please, 
think consider showing up. We're we're looking into the possibility of taking some video. Maybe we're looking at the possibility of we may not stream it, but future things may be streamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we what we what we're talking about is maybe not the next supplemental, but maybe the one after that. Maybe trying to do that live streaming because then there'll be an interactive element to it. And you yeah. guys could actually like ask questions that we could answer on the spot. That would be like streaming seems to work better if there's a reason instead of just watching video passively, if there's a way for you to like mm-hmm. interact. interact with it. So, yeah. so a, a supplemental might be good for that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's coming up in a few weeks. We're really excited about yep. many aspects of that. Mm-hmm. I will be there. Bob, Bob will be there. Yes. Uh, uh, Nate should be there. Yes. Uh, Amanda should be there. Like half our regular guests mm-hmm. will be in attendance. So this should be a lot of fun. And then afterwards, we are going to celebrate the fifth anniversary of Post-Atomic Horror. Yes. We've been doing this for five years now. Yep. Wow. So yeah, that's exciting. Uh, so look forward to that. And I think, oh, and supplementals coming up soon. If you want us to answer any of your questions, Post-Atomic Horror at Gmail. Yeah. And I think that's it. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2015. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.